player on the Washington Commanders should you be buying in your dynasty leagues? We're talking all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going really well. And I'm just going to pull back the curtain here. I think we have mixed feelings on this team. Yeah. Um, They're not the sexiest team out there, the Washington Commanders, obviously. But I think they reinforce the interior of their offensive line. I think they have above average weapons overall without with pretty defined roles. It's not a real muddy backfield. It's not a real muddy group of receivers. It is a muddy quarterback situation, obviously, but there's also a new owner. I mean, will either one of these quarterbacks fit the owner's needs one year from now, or is he going to put a a mandate out, go get your guy, kind of like Carolina did. And I also think it's interesting that I'm not implying he's the next Andy Reid, but Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator to me is a little bit of an underrated thing here to look at and say, okay, I can kind of get behind this team a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what, uh, what the enemy can do. And, and mm-hmm. of course, I mean, we've, we've talked about him. He, I mean, he leaves the chiefs pretty clearly to kind of prove he can, uh, he can succeed and do it without Patrick Mahomes, without Andy Reid, And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him and, and I'm, I'm definitely, you know, honestly just glad to see an ownership change in Washington as well. I think most people would agree with that obviously, but I don't know if I can agree with you. And did you say an above average group of weapons? Yeah. When that fell out of my mouth, I said, (laughs) I should have said average, (laughs) average, average would be kind. Let's name the names before we, uh, before we start giving them some labels, looking at our current DLF ADP. These are uh, the, the players that are worthy of a roster spot. Terry McLaurin wide receiver, 24 Jahan Dotson wide receiver, 35 Brian Robinson, RB 32 Antonio Gibson, a little bit of positive, uh, coach speak on him lately. He's the RB 40 Curtis Samuel wide receiver, 88 Chris Rodriguez, the rookie, you know where he's from, Matt. I do. Yeah. Kentucky. I like him too. Yeah. Another Kentucky boy. He's RB 75 and Sam Howell is the quarterback 33. So that's it. That is the list of, um, players that Matt Williamson calls above average. No, just joking. <laughs> yeah, just joking. Let's, let's get into him here though. Who are you buying? Which, which one of these players do you really want on your dynasty roster? See, I've been doing this to you a couple times where I go off the grid. I think Jacoby Brissett's a really good player and really okay. impressed me with the Browns. And obviously this is super flex heavy. Sure. I sure. just think he's somebody I want on every super flex roster and is going to get opportunities for the next five to eight years probably in limited capacity, but we know that has value. And I think he might beat out Hal when it's all said and done, or three weeks in when Hal's struggling, they go to Brissett. You know I mean, he might be the best backup in the whole league. 
Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. Obviously, okay. as you said, with a with a uh, super flex slant there. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't know what to make of Hal. There, there seems to be a lot of dynasty players uh, and and Washington fans as well, really excited about him. Look at him as a guy who has uh, a lot of upside. Of course, if you go back early in his college career, uh, Matt, we've talked about kind of the influence of Devi and Devi leagues on. Uh, on dynasty players, he he was a player who looked like a surefire top two or three quarterback in his in his class, and mm. um, you know eventually that uh, he, he kind of fell off, uh, or I shouldn't say he fell off, but we were just wrong, right? We were just wrong about how the NFL viewed him uh, because he didn't get that draft capital that that we expected for so long, uh, yet still now has a shot or, or seemingly has a shot to be a starter in the league. I'm, I'm not looking at this Washington team and assuming that he is the starter. I, I think Brissett yeah, could yeah, still yeah. win that job. Uh, although again, we, we talk about the coach speak and you get a lot of it this time of year. It seems like they're backing uh, strongly backing Sam Howell as, as the guy there and, and really hoping he runs away with the job. I just don't know that that's going to happen. I do think all ties will go to how. Yeah. 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 I, I think that that makes sense. So yeah, like I said, in a super flex league, I don't mind the call of Jacoby Brissett. Obviously he's going to be cheap. Um, didn't get drafted in our one quarterback ADP probably, probably for good reason. I, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson here and, and I'm a little hesitant to do it because he has, he has gained quite a bit of value uh, even compared to last season, despite uh, the injury that he dealt with during his rookie year. Um, he ended up playing just 12 games and he's the, the wide receiver 35. As I said, he's, he's above Jamison Williams and Christian Kirk and some veterans like Evans and Hopkins and Allen. I, I wouldn't say he's undervalued by any means, uh, maybe closer to overvalued than undervalued, but I, I don't mind the ADP. And obviously we like the age still just, uh, or just turned 23 years old and um, ha- has a chance to be a, uh, a star receiver here for years to come. You know, I, I said he only played 12 games. That was enough to lead this team in touchdowns. He had seven of them as a rookie. Terry McLaurin had just five. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued with Jahan Dotson's upside. What do you think about him? I really, really like him as a football player. I yeah. mean, I, I'll be, I'll concede that his situation's not perfect, right? but, and I didn't think he'd go as high in the first round as he did. I think he's a really good player that goes over the middle, plays bigger than he is. I think yeah. touchdowns aren't fluky for him. Really good route runner. No, he he's, he's going to come up later for me, but I'm a believer and I want him. Okay. I have one more name I want to throw out on the buys real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. Boy, have I been burned on Antonio Gibson. I think you have as well. Yes. And, but he's running back 40 now in a backfield that's two-headed. And how many million times did we say, I wonder what Antonio Gibson could be if J.D. McKissick isn't there? J.D. McKissick isn't there. Is yeah. he going to be the receiving back? I mean, I, you look at the three running backs that we've named here, Brian Robinson, Gibson, and the rookie Chris Rodriguez. And as, as a UK fan, I can tell you, Chris Rodriguez sure won't be the receiving back. Robinson yeah. will not either. Uh, we can talk about those two guys soon. But uh, yeah, Gibson, you would think, is going to get a shot 
to catch more passes, to be more involved in the offense. That's what we've have heard from Ron Rivera, even as recently as, as the past week. And RB 40, as you said, he's behind Khalil Herbert and James Connor and Tajay Spears and Roshan Johnson. Maybe a little undervalued there. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like dynasty managers are starting to give up on the guy. And uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could understand why. I think I think he's going to be even cheaper to acquire in trade than that ADP might suggest. Yeah, people just don't like him anymore because they've been burned over and over. And me being the head of the list. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, we still have our cells to cover players. We want to get rid of off this Washington rosters, uh, as well as the guys we're hanging on to. We'll do all that next guys. You got to try built bars and puffs. I've been telling you about this forever. Um, if you're looking for a delicious snack and you don't want any of the, all the sugar and calories, well, who wouldn't want that? Uh, then, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. And that's built. Um, you you know, make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. Built bars, built puffs. Uh, they're healthy. They taste amazing. That's what's the crazy thing about them. They taste so well, so good that you, you won't think that they're good for you. And the key to that to me is the 100% dark chocolate. And my wife is a, a chocolate snob and would never touch these bars with the plasticky, waxy chocolate. But she likes built bars because of the dark chocolate that's on them. They're 100% real. There's great flavors. Uh, churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. Not exactly sure how Built does it, but it does taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And they're super healthy for you. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. I mean, for years, I've been telling you guys, go order Built Bars at Built.com. And you can still do that. You can still get all kinds of flavors at Built.com. But now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. So, Walk into Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you're at a Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box of our of the hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff. Uh, thank me later. Matt, let's continue this conversation about the Washington roster. We're talking McLaurin, Dotson. Uh, kind of a crowded backfield all of a sudden. And and that's where I want to start here as we look at players we're selling. I know the price tag is not going to be very high, but I'm ready to move on from Brian Robinson. He is the RB32 in our ADP data. I still like Antonio Gibson. I would rather have Gibson than Robinson even up. And uh, the ADP suggests otherwise. Like I said, you're not getting much in trades. Looking at some recent ones, Brian Robinson and the 12 for the seven. So using him to to get up to the seven, I actually love that type of deal. You look at uh, one-for-one draft pick trades, uh, he's bringing a second rounder. Someone got the 2-2. Someone else had to settle for the 2-10. Uh, interesting one involving uh, another Washington uh, commander, Brian Robinson and the 110 for Jahan Dotson. I'm good with that trade as well. Oh yeah. I like that. Essentially. I just uh, like, like everybody else, probably I, I don't see much upside for Brian Robinson here. I think he's, he's a fine running back, but uh, I think he's got a, a pretty, pretty limited ceiling and whether it's uh, Antonio Gibson breaking out and overtaking him or, or this team adding a running back next year, uh, he, he's going to lose his job eventually. And, and I just want to get out while I can. 
Yeah, you said that really well. He's going to lose his job eventually. It might even be week two or Dalvin yeah. Cook gets cut and ends up here. Or, you know, maybe they pick up Zeke Elliott or Fournette or something messy. I mean, who knows? Um, I think he's just a guy. You know, he's a plotter. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just thought it was really interesting. And and again, I'm trying not to be a homer. This is a, a couple of episodes this week where I've gotten to talk uh, Wildcats. The Rodriguez edition is really interesting because he's he's basically a lot like Brian Robinson. He yeah, He's a plotter. Yeah. He's a big back, not a ton of speed. He is a power back. Uh I don't I don't know why you draft Chris Rodriguez when you already have Brian Robinson. Uh I I don't think that means they're necessarily unhappy with Robinson. Maybe they're just looking for some depth. Uh but it it was it was an odd landing spot uh, in my opinion. Mhm. One thing I think we have to mention about Robinson though in his favor cuz I don't know if I mentioned this but he's my sell as well cuz Frankly, Logan Thomas doesn't count because you can't sell him for a penny at this point. So he would have been my sell if you get anything for him. Um, But Robinson was also my sell. But one thing is if I was his defensive attorney right now, I'd say, hey, guys, do you remember he got shot last year? You know, like, give him a break. (laughs) I mean, that that was the time to sell or maybe not that time, but uh, (laughs) right before that, because you'll you'll remember he had he had been named starter. He had earned the starting job. For Mm -hmm. Washington and the hype was was at an all-time high and and honestly we were contributing to that because both of us really liked the player I loved the situation as far as his opportunity to to go in and and earn the starting job and get some real playing time and and he did that and, and played well I mean I would say I would say the same thing about Brian Robinson that I would say about Tyler Algier that they're there you go. they're fine yeah. they're fine, fine. players right. uh, Algier rushed for a thousand yards as a rookie and and it wasn't enough to uh you know to keep his his starting spot as as they opted as the Falcons opted for the talent uh, of Bijan Robinson and uh whether that means this Washington team eventually drafts a, a first round running back or or they just grab one in free agency next year like I said Robinson is eventually going to get uh, push down the depth chart. So if you can get a second rounder for him, do it. If you can get, uh, if you can package him with something and get a young wide receiver like Jahan Dotson, do that as well. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, I'm I'm taking a shot on him though in in the fourth round of uh, of draft, something like that, just to just to see what happens. Yeah, I hear you, and you're familiar with him, and he could probably do the Brian Robinson thing just as easily. I don't know. I, I'm almost sure Gibson's contract's up after this year. It makes me think in some way, shape, or form, the 2024 Commanders starting running back is not on the team right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would totally yeah. totally agree with that one. Matt, we have our, our hold left. We'll talk about the player on this Washington Commander team that we're hanging on to just to see what happens. We'll do that next. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, check back tomorrow. Uh, Kate and Marcus will be back for their Friday mailbag. They will be answering your questions. Be sure to hit them up on Twitter with those questions, and they'll have some answers for you and your dynasty needs. Matt, let's uh, let's finish up here. The Washington team, uh, Washington Commanders, again, McLaurin, Dotson, Brian Robinson, Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, 
and Sam Howell as the uh, notable players on this team. Who's the guy you're hanging on to? You're hold in Dynasty Leagues right now. When we hit record on this episode, it was Dotson. But we've already talked him up, and I think he's more of a buy than a hold for me. He's, he's a hold plus or whatever. So I'm going with Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's super cheap. He's wide receiver yeah. 88. He's teased us for years. I don't need him to be a 17-game starter, but enemy plus Samuel might do some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the same thing about about Curtis Samuel that we've said about so many other players, notably some running backs earlier this week. I just want him to stay healthy and stay on the field. He's mm-hmm. that gadget guy. Uh, Washington doesn't have anyone else exactly like him. Uh, we thought Gibson might be like him, but they haven't really used him that way uh, during his his time in the league. So, you know, he's he's unique to this offense. Uh, we we just need him to stay healthy. Uh, he's yeah, he's right. hung on to that roster spot despite some additions to the team over the past couple of years, uh, and he he could still easily be the the wide receiver three on this roster mm-hmm. in 2023. So I I really like that one. Wide receiver 88. You know, you're not getting really, you're not getting anything for him. Um, I think you could definitely buy him for a third, maybe even, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even a late third potentially. So I, I like that call. Um, I don't know if, if Terry McLaurin is my hold or not, but I think we've got to talk about him here. He's, yeah, yeah. he's the most valuable member of this team in dynasty leagues. He is the wide receiver 24. I would say perpetually, undervalued and, and overlooked in dynasty leagues. Maybe that's because he was not a, uh, a first round pick in the NFL draft and uh, was not necessarily highly thought of as, as an elite prospect coming into the league, but he's been uh, an elite or near elite performer in his time in the league. What are your thoughts about Terry McLaurin? I adore him. I mean, honestly, he's wide receiver 24 in dynasty right now. I understand that. But if I were doing NFL wide receiver ranks right now, I can promise you McLaurin would end up 10 to 15. And he's not old, so I know his situation's not the Chiefs or the Bills, but I'm buying him at 24. I mean, there's no way there's 23 receivers I take ahead of him. I don't know. You we get in we get into some it's depth. Easy to and say. This is, and, right, this right, is right. really where the depth of the uh, of the wide receiver position comes to light. Let me, uh, let's look at this. Let's look at those wide receiver one numbers uh, as a rookie. Uh, again, I would say had a solid rookie season, uh, kind of like what I would say about Jahan Dotson following last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaurin had two wide receiver one games way back in 2019. Um, so that was 14% of his total games. 2020, 27% of his games were wide receiver one games. He gave us a total of uh, four that season. It's it's uh, steadily declined since then. 2021, 24% of his games. That was also, uh, that also represented four times. And then last year, three wide receiver one games, 18% of the time. And it just felt like the, uh, the ceiling dropped a little bit for McLaurin. I don't know if that is due. He was to, a little frustrating last year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's due to the addition of, of Jahan Dotson. We already talked about the touchdown 
performance or a production for, for Dotson. But yeah, I mean, it, you look at McLaurin's weekly stat line, he scored more than 20 fantasy points two times on the season, two. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he did that four times the previous year. He did that four times the year before that. Um, and in fact, one of those was 20.8 fantasy points. So if you use that 21 bar, he exceeded 21 fantasy points one time on the year. Can, can he bounce back? Well, I certainly fear he's going to be, you know, in this generation's Allen Robinson, uh, DJ Moore. I knew that's where you were going. Yeah. yeah. What if he had a quarterback and before you know it, he's in year eight and never has the quarterback. And when you watch the tape though, he's open all the time. He's explosive. He's tough. Unfortunately, some people are better football players than fantasy football players. And he certainly qualifies. I think I'm going down with that ship though. Okay. Well, that that's not a bad thing. You said you mm-hmm. would, uh, you feel like you could move him up in dynasty rankings or dynasty ADP. He yeah. is the wide receiver 24. Let's talk about the names above him to see if you change your mind there. Wide receiver 23, Jordan Addison. You want Addison oh, the, or McLaurin? McLaurin by far. Okay. All right. I don't think it's uh, yeah. Chris Godwin is wide receiver 22. Uh, Godwin actually uh, about half a year younger than Terry McLaurin. I still would go McLaurin. I think Godwin's a nice value at that price, but boy, I, his, his situation's even worse than Washington's. DJ Moore is the wide receiver 21. Comparable, but McLaurin. Michael Pittman, wide receiver 20. McLaurin. But Pittman's also a buy for me. Christian Watson is the wide receiver 19. McLaurin. Okay, so you're you're sticking to it. I then am. we're into the uh we're into the Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup range. No. Uh, no. Yeah, that, that that's kind of where it stops, I think. So, yeah, you you, you st- I don't know if I agree with you there, but but yeah, you yeah. stuck with your original thought that you could move Terry McLaurin up a handful of spots at least. Um I don't know. You you're down on Addison, huh? Yeah, I am. I mean, I think he's Fell into a great situation. I think even Pitt schemed him up a lot. His yeah. lack of size bothers me quite a bit. I think he'll always be Robin and not Batman, which is fine for the Vikes with Hawkinson, and especially Jefferson there. Um, I think McLaurin's a way better football player. Well, that might be true, but that's, that that's doesn't, not always all, doesn't always matter. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Addison over McLaurin uh, for sure. I, I how about those other names you. you rattled through? I probably agree with you on on the others. I think I'd take McLaurin over Godwin. Um, I would still take DJ Moore. Oh, man, I I just I don't really want Michael Pittman. Honestly, never been yeah, a big fan of his. So yeah, yeah I, I think we could move Pittman up, or I'm sorry, we could move uh, McLaurin up a couple spots at least. Anybody else on this team stand out as a player you want to hold, hang on to, and see what happens? Kind of running out of names. Yeah, um, you talked about yeah. Gibson would be the other one for me, uh, just because I, I still think he has upside. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really shown it at least the last couple of years. The values dropped off, but I'm I'm still holding on and and uh, hoping for a breakout season. And and uh, I would I wouldn't be shocked with that depth chart as we already talked about if he uh, if he did regain that top spot. Yeah, and he's been frustrating, but he's the best receiving back. He's the most talented back. And maybe he magically puts it all together in a contract year. 
we were talking about Alexander Madison on this week's DLF podcast and uh, with the Dalvin Cook questions, how mm-hmm. Madison is maybe a, a dynasty buy right now. Would you rather have Madison or Gibson right now? I don't think Cook will be a Viking, so Madison. And again, I look at that very much through a redraft lens. If I'm on the clock in my redraft league, I think I take Madison today over Gibson. But good conversation. Uh, And they both have a path. Yep, I totally agree. And uh, I'd take Madison as well. But uh, yeah, I think we could be both see both of those guys end up as starters uh, for a big chunk of this season. Mm Mm-hmm. That'll do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.